Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where romance lovers get together and connect over amazing books. Y'all, when this episode comes out, I will have spent an entire long weekend with my brand new baby niece. And if the pictures I've been obsessing over are any indication, the baby snuggles will have been phenomenal. I'm so, so excited. We've got some patrons to shout out this week. Two brand new patrons. Christine O. and Kate K. Welcome! There are so many bonus episodes for you to devour. We've also got some longer-term supporters who I think deserve some love. So Tori S., Michelle K., Jocelyn C., Jess R., Kirsten H., Shayla F., Somerset W., Noel, and Sarah T. Thank you for helping us make Heaving Bosoms. The fact that y'all make it possible for this to be my full-time job is absolutely amazing. This week, we've got one of the original HB listeners. Shante Gorman, the founder of Sugar Punch Marketing, is here to help me recap Girl Gone Viral by Alicia Rye. Here we go. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, my gosh. Okay, HBs, this is a big event, huge event. Shantae is here, and she's been in HB for a really long time. Yes. And I'm super stoked about it. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I think the very first episode I listened to was the crotchless leggings. And I was <gasps> oh, like, oh, man, that's it. Mm-hmm. This, these are my mm-hmm. people. I need to listen to this. <laughs> I'm hooked. <laughs> I've been here ever since. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, and it's been really cool because you, I think you were in HB before you started your social media company. Yeah. And it's been, like, so amazing to watch from my end, like, how you've, like, started and then grown and then just become this, like, force in the industry. It's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I had no idea that that would be the direction that I headed. Like, when I first started and I was listening to you, it was, like, commuting because I was driving my kids to their dads, was going through divorce. Like, Mm -hmm. it was the, you know, distracting myself after you drop your kids off, the co-parenting situation. Hell yes, yeah. And so I was listening to, you know, my buddies talk about things that I enjoyed, and it helped me just kind of get through the process. And now... Here I am five years later and like Mm -hmm. still listen to your podcast every week. But now I'm like (laughs) doing my whole thing. I got my own business. It's just. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing because you started as a social media manager and now you do that as well as mentoring and helping other social media managers. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's really, really, really cool. Well, and it's it's especially cool because I think from like a business standpoint, that makes a lot of sense because the like the mentoring part brings in passive income, mm-hmm. right? For the most part. Yeah, because I have a I have a template shop um, that has a lot of like digital templates that social media managers can use really easy for their business. Yeah. But then I also am going to have like some self-study courses and programs for people who want to kind of polish up their skill set or even mm. learn how to be a social media manager, run a business, scale it successfully like all the little bits and pieces people have asked me over the years. I'm like finally creating a program that they can kind of pick and choose what they want to learn from. So yeah. that will be passive as well. 
I love that. One of the things that I admire the most, especially about like your online presence, is how inspiring and empowering you are to have people charge what they need and deserve. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like social media management is another niche that like tends to be a lot more feminine. And so it's hard, you know, it's hard to be like, I cost a lot. I'm really good at my job. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fucking rad. (laughs) It is. And I think it's a lot of like not being comfortable talking about money or like a lot of like insecurity or like there's no way my services are worth this much. And a lot of times we tie it to like our own value. Right. And, you know, if we're feminine, if we're raised as women, especially it's we're devalued. You know, we don't want to take up space. That's how we're taught. And so stepping into that and being empowered and be like, these are my prices. This is what I charge. Yeah. And being confident about it and not apologetic. Right. It's a, it's a really big shit. There's a lot of personal growth that happens. <laughs> it absolutely is. Absolutely. Especially since I think it's, I don't know, I feel like it is similar to ro- like the romance space in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because it's also like every other than me. Anybody thinks they can be a social media manager or like, you know, social media is just like a thing that ha- yeah. that you do that happens. It's part of the world. Like anybody can write a romance novel. They're not they're not hard at all. And it's like, that's super false. You assholes. <laughs> it, 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 it. <laughs> I could never. I could never. Never. In a million fucking years. And like, don't get me wrong. There are people who are like, no, I got home from my lawyer job and I decided to break, you know, yeah, take some steam off by like writing a romance novel. And those people are amazing. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's easy. It just means right. that those people are amazing. Yes. Talented. Very good at what it is that they do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I just need you to know that I've been really just admiring you from afar and uh, just really thankful for the service that you're doing, not only for your clients, but like for other other people trying to break into the industry or beef up their skills. Thank you. I try to to help where I can. (laughs) Absolutely. So we decided that we were going to do a social media heavy book. Yes. Because it is, in fact, your forte. It is. You decided on Girl Gone Viral by Mm -hmm. Alicia Rye. Mm -hmm. So you read this before, right? Yeah. Yeah. I read it when it first came out. Nice. And then I reread it again for podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, the first time I read it, I really, really liked it. And then the second time I read it, I was a little bit annoyed at some things, and I didn't feel as positively toward it. So I'm interested to kind of chat with you about my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, listener, this is book two in her. Oh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like her viral internet series. I'm sorry. Yeah. And we have an episode in our back catalog that Aaron and Cole did on the right swipe because yeah. Cole is a giant Alicia Rye fan. And that just like warms all of my heart. My I whole love it. heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So should we get into the recap? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. We open up on, of course, I'm blanking on her Katrina. Name. Katrina. Thank you so much. Yikes. So we open up on Katrina and like she's at a coffee shop. But she's in the back room of a coffee shop 
because she has her therapist meet her there instead of like going to the therapist's office. So the things we need to know about Katrina are she's rich as shit. (laughs) She has a really serious panic disorder Mm -hmm. predating an incredibly traumatic event that just like solidified the panic disorder. And then she's also like an angel investor. Yeah. So the reason she can go into this cafe is because she found out it was having a lot of trouble and she infused it with a bunch of money because, you know, it's a thing that she wanted to keep in her community. And the owner, Mona, is in love with her as a result, as you should be. Right. And I do love Mona. I think God, Mona's the best. If Mona had like a spinoff book, even like a novella, I would read it. I would read that to death. <laughs> yeah, Mona's amazing. I love her whole vibe. She's very like take no shit, yeah. but give all the credit. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. I wish we would have spent more time with Mona, honestly. Yeah. But like the two times she comes in steals all the scenes. Yes. Yeah. She's the real star. (laughs) So she has her therapy session, and it's all about how she's sort of bribing herself to go out more. Mm -hmm. Because if she can get out of her house and go to 10 places and be okay, because she's she's been sort of sequestered in her house since a really awful kidnapping? Exclamation point. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of a lot for for a rom-com. I liked it, though. It worked. (laughs) I think because it was so historical, you know? Yeah. Anyway, she's decided that if she can go out to 10 places, then she can date somebody. Yes. She wants love. She wants the zings, as she calls it. She wants to feel love and accepted for who she is. Yeah. The only other time I've seen zing used as um, prolifically as this book is... That Penny Reed book about the the Bitcoin hacker and and Sandra the redhead. What is it called? I don't know. Listen, it, there was a bunch of national. All I can remember is that Aaron hated all the national security situations. <laughs> anyway, that's an old episode too. Great book. Love Penny Reed. Um, but yeah, in that book, she's always like zing, and the yeah. audiobook narrator is intensely wonderful. But- it's great. Have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's Southern accent, and she goes zing constantly. Oh, it's amazing. Fun. Yeah. Okay. So after her therapy session, she comes out and she's like, "I'm gonna have a cup of coffee in public, and yeah. I'm gonna read, and I'm not gonna think about the intense crush that I have on my bodyguard who's sitting at another table." Yes. Oh, wait, can we can we just acknowledge how amazing her therapist Andy is? Please, please. She's she's like girl goth. She yes. all the black and like I just love her. Honestly, I love all of the characters. She rides a motorcycle like fantastic. Yeah. And we see two therapy sessions in this one in person, one over the phone. Yeah. And it's just like like therapy goals. Yeah. Yeah. It's Andy great does stuff. A wonderful job. <laughs> So she sees a bodyguard, Jess Fender. Mm-hmm. She is obsessed with his eyebrows. I think it says somewhere in there, they're like her sexual awakening. 
his eyebrows give her pants feelings and she yes. just doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. I don't know. It felt so off the wall, but at the same time, so relatable and natural, yeah. you know, how like yeah. something on somebody, you're like, it's his hands. I don't know. Yeah. It's very, very or like, specific. She's yeah. Or always like, talking about his eyebrows. Her chin is just so charming. Like, I don't know. <laughs> True love. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and so he is reading and she's like, if you're okay with it, I would like to stay and read for a little while as well. And he's like, you're the boss, you know, it's totally fine. And she's like, yep, I am his boss, which is why I'm on these fucking apps. And I can't tell him that about my giant crush. And I just have to like figure out how to find a crush that's equal in someone else. And she's yeah. like having a really hard time with it, which I understand. Yes. Yes. And it's about, I mean, I get it. Like he's her employee. She can't have, you know, feelings for him. That would be inappropriate. And she would, yeah. you know. Doesn't yeah. want to put him, make him feel any sort of way. So, like, I Absolutely. It. Well, especially since, like, they've known each other for, like, nine years at this point. Yeah. He started working for her late husband. And then after her husband died, she decided to move to California. She got rid of most of the other security slash all of the other security mm -hmm. and asked him to be, like, her number one guy. Yeah. And he was like, no brainer. Absolutely. We'll follow Katrina anywhere because reasons we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> so because of that, and I think multiplied by her panic disorder and her, you know, general anxiety is like she especially can't fuck up this relationship because mm -hmm. she knows how good at his job he is, how comfortable she is with him. And it's really hard to introduce other people into her life in that way so I don't know I thought this was so smart because it ratchets up that employer employee dynamic in a way that is I don't know like in so many books I feel like you can be like we'll get another job yeah like you can tippity tap on a typewriter anywhere yeah they're just like so enmeshed with each other like mm. she de depends on him for a lot like he is her sense of safety and yeah. so, like, he handles everything for her. He even gardens for her. Like, oh my god, which is adorable. But oh my god. like, and they're like friends too. Yeah, it just has that extra layer of like employee boss type stuff. And I just, I don't know. It's complicated. Which is it my is. favorite type of Ooh. romance relationship <laughs> is when it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. So. As she's sitting there, she decides to, like, get a table, and the the cafe starts getting really crowded. Yeah. So she's reading. She's got on her baseball cap because she's always anonymous in public. We don't know it yet, but it, it is because of that kidnapping that did happen to her. Yes. Ugh. Oh, she colors her hair also. Yeah. Her hair, her hair is colored. It's, it's a mm -hmm. light brown. She's half Thai American and half white, so normally it would be, like, mm -hmm. a dark, dark color. But right, she right, right. lightens it. To like a really light brown to help disguise herself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, so the other thing that we forgot to tell everyone, I did. It's it's me. It's my job. Is that she <laughs> used to be like a model, like oh, a really yeah. young cover model. And so the world knows what she looked like yeah. before everything happened. That was one of the reasons that she was kidnapped. The other reason is that her husband was like a gazillionaire. Yeah. 
And so it was a ransom type situation. Yes. Anyway, so she has to disguise herself because she wants to be anonymous, but her face has been everywhere all over the world, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. Right. So since she has been out of the modeling industry and out from under her super abusive dad's thumb, because that was a whole thing, too, She's also, like, gained some weight, and she really likes her body now, but she also acknowledges that, like, that's another thing that is different from when the world saw her before. Mm -hmm. So it's the shape of her body. It's the roundness of her face. It's the lighter hair. But still, ball cap, sweatshirt, all the time in public. Yes. So then this big hunk of a man comes over, and he's blonde, and he's got blue eyes, and he's like, oh, well, hello, little lady. Uh, can I sit here? It is so crowded. And she's like, um, <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> like she, she, she's so cute because she has to like check in with herself. Yeah. And she's like, how's my body feeling? Is this okay? She decides that it is. And then she's like, he is conventionally attractive. Yes. She does notice it, that he's very handsome. Yeah, and she wants to be into it. She does. She tries really hard to be into it. Yeah, but everything in her body is just like, oop, he shouldn't touch me there. Oh, I don't want her hands to brush. Like, she's being really nice to him, and they're having a great conversation, but there is no zings. There are no zings, and she's disappointed. He even buys them a giant cookie and shares it, which honestly loved. Yeah. They talk about his mom and dogs and, like, all of the cute little things. And she's like, maybe this is even, like, our meat cute. You know? Right. She's she's a fan of rom-coms, too. And so she's she's always looking for her little meat cute. Yeah. And this is a perfect meat cute. This is a storybook meat cute. Yeah. She cannot get her vagina on board. She cannot. So whatever, man. Not happening. Yeah. So he does ask her out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does ask her out. Um. She considers it, but then she says no. Mm-hmm. So he politely leaves, but I have to point out, he left his trash on the table, and she cleaned up after it. And <gasps> that was like, what? The second read-through, that's a yeah. good catch. I did not notice I that. didn't catch it the first time either, but the second time I was like, excuse me? What a great detail, Alicia Rye. That is subtle douchery. <laughs> yes, because you you like him at first. You're like- totally. He's very charming. He's handsome. He asked her out. It's harmless. And now I'm yeah. like, he left his garbage for her to clean up. Yeah. Harmless is right. Like, I think at some point she calls him benign. Yeah. She's just like, he was just a person in the world who seemed nice and was fine. But that fucking garbage. He yeah. showed his true colors right there. And yeah. we just didn't catch it. Oh, he also. So he's reading as well. And she notices that his book spine is cracked and she hates it. And her bodyguard always uses bookmarks. He has no cracked spines. That's right. That's correct. Yeah. And she's like, it's not a deal breaker. Like, I could maybe get on board, but she can't do it. No. She's always comparing him. Always comparing him to her bodyguard. Yeah. Absolutely. So during this interaction as well, she notices that there's a, a woman and a dude sitting at a table nearby. And they're both, like, furiously typing on their phones. She's like, oh, they must be writers. And that's definitely what I would have thought as well. Oh, because they're in L.A. They're based in L.A. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so he like gets up to go to the bathroom, asks her to watch his stuff. She's like, okay, cool. She gets up at the same time to get some napkins and asks the lady who's sitting there to like, you know, watch their table so it doesn't get poached. And the lady like doesn't really even give her eye contact. She's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then goes back to typing. So she gets her napkins and Jas comes over and he's like, what's happening over there? And she's like, cool it. He's fine. He's not bothering me. It's okay. And he's like, hmm. Because he does growl most of the time. He just grunts all the time. And it's very, very sexy. the Witcher vibes. Like, yes. I loved it. I loved it. You're totally right. Yeah. <laughs> so then they both go back to the table. He asks her out. She says no. Everybody goes home. It's fine. And then in the car, she's talking to Jazz. And for no reason that she can really discern, she's like, oh, so he did ask me out, is all that uh-huh. happened there. Uh huh. And he's like, huh, so when are we going out with him? And she's like, we? What is what is that? Why we? <laughs> and he's like, I'm your security. And like, until we can vet him, if you're going out with him tonight, I would prefer to accompany you because it could guy could be anybody. And she's like, that is a wrinkle I did not think about in my dating plan. <laughs> like, shit, how am I supposed to go out? on a date with somebody else when my crush is right there. Yeah. Complicated. It's complicated. Oh, my God. And also, like, there's no good reason for her to be like, I would prefer Steve to come. Yeah. Or, like, maybe Richard. Yeah. I don't care. Anybody but you. (laughs) Becomes very obvious at that point. Seriously. Yeah. So she finally is like, I did. I told him no. So it's really not a big deal. And Mm -hmm. we're not going on a date, you and me and some rando. Yeah. And he's like, hmm, about it. Yeah. He's he kind of gives off jealousy a little bit. And she's Mm -hmm. very hopeful that that is what it is. Mm -hmm. But then when he asks, where are we going? Then she's like, oh, maybe he's not jealous. Oh, well, yes. Maybe I was inventing something in my head. And this becomes a theme. Yes. He takes her home. There's like a bunch of domestic stuff that happens. She sees her roommates who are from former and future books. He like goes back to his house and his mom calls him to be like, are you coming to your grandfather's ceremony and also the 4th of July parade? And he's like, I'm probs not going to do that. Def's not. And the mom's like, it's really going to mean a lot to your grandfather if you're not there. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'll think about it <laughs> because it's complicated for him. Yes. More complicated on his side, too. So many complications. Oh, my God. Oh, these characters are such like real people. Anyway, <laughs> then he ends up going out with people who are from former books because he doesn't really have any friends. And the hero from the first book is like trying to be his friend. Yeah. I would maybe like to be friend, he says. And Jas just like, like kind of doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. But he's trying. He is trying. Yeah. And one of the biggest reasons that we see that interaction is because apparently there's some shit going down in just Vinder's world. And he opened up to Samson about it. Yeah. Jas used to be in the army. He's military 
military man. And then shit went down and there was like a whole court trial. I don't I didn't take a lot of notes on this. But this no, 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 thing. no. We don't get a lot of information <laughs> on it right now anyway. Yeah. But there's a thing that went down. Yeah. There's somebody that went to jail and that person might be pardoned now. And so he's yeah. stressing about that. Yeah. Because Jas and another colleague had to be the ones to testify against him. Yeah. They were the ones who were like hurt in the situation. Well, one of the people who was hurt in the situation. And so it was really traumatic, not only because it ended up being like a really terrible friendly fire situation, but also because the guy's family is really well connected and they started immediately spinning it to be like, our son was the patriot who was just Mm -hmm. doing what he thought was best. And that puts Jas and his colleague in a position to be like well then what the fuck were we because we were trying to stop him from what he was doing and then he shot us so like what does that leave us yeah so the guy we find out later ended up being sentenced to 25 years only ended up serving five and then got paroled so that was one injustice overall and now the fucker is about to be formally pardoned. Yeah. By I think only the president can do that. I'm pretty darn sure. I'm not well versed in it, but I also think that. <laughs> yeah, I'm nearly positive. It is only the president of the United States of America who can do that. So yeah. that's fucked. So it's really, really high up. There's media, there's press. There's oh, my God. Lots of things. Absolutely. And that's another wrinkle for him because he's like, I have been trying to put this behind me since it fucking happened. And like, if this all gets blown up again, it's just going to set him back in his sort of half-hearted recovery if we're being fair. (laughs) I don't know that there's really any recovery happening. (laughs) He's mostly just pushing everything down, pushing down. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, here's where the crux of the situation happens. The next morning, she makes breakfast for everybody every morning. Friends, staff, roommates, whoever's around, she makes breakfast for everyone. And so they're sitting there and she tells them about this momentous thing that a dude in public, a rando, asked her out. And Gia's like, oh, shit. I think what I saw yesterday online in passing might be way more serious than I thought at first. So she pulls it up. And it's one of those Twitter threads, y'all. It's one of those Twitter threads that, I'm sorry, listener, you have salivated over before. I I am guilty of this, too. uh, Guilty. Hard guilty. I've never tried to look into who the people are, but I've definitely read the Twitter thread and been like, aww. Yeah. It's one of those. But I think this one's different because there is a photo. That's true. There's a photo of them. At the table talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a photo of her and Ross sitting at the table. And the lady that was at the table next to them, who was, you know, constantly on her phone, was actually, like, live tweeting their little conversation and their mm-hmm. date. But she spins it into this whole, admittedly, like, romantic and cute story. But it's not the same at all. And she even, like, makes it seem like they ran off to the bathroom to hook up together Yay! and just... All of these things, this world of romance is happening. And so Kat's freaking out because the lady like kind of half-ass blurring her face so you right. can maybe recognize her. And mm-hmm. that turns into the whole privacy, security type thing. 
Mm-hmm. And the lady, Becca, she wasn't like, you know, had a huge following at the time. Mm-hmm. But because this is now going viral, she's at like 200,000 followers, which, you know, that's a lot of people. to And counting. For, yeah. And counting. It's continually growing. So yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot for Kat. Absolutely. I mean, especially since it's all of it's not true. Yeah. Like she tells them that they agreed to go out together. Like she tells them all these things that are just fucking false. Like they talked about, they, she says, they talked about each other's families. And she's like, I talked about his mom's dog. Yeah. That's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So she is like, this feels dangerous because I want to be anonymous. And even though it's highly unlikely, like because Jazz has helped her buy her house and everything with like a series of shell companies mm-hmm. and nobody knows her real name. They only know her as Cat and a bunch of other shit, right? It's highly yeah. unlikely, but it still makes her afraid that like somebody could figure out who she is and then decide to try and capitalize on that by hurting her. Right. Like that guy did with the big kidnapping that yes. happened. The bad kind of kidnapping, yeah. not the romance kind. <laughs> not good reasons. No, bad, bad reasons. That's right. Bad ones. <laughs> so Jas is like, we're going to deal with this, but I would also like to do anything in my power to like make this better. Oh, but first, she tells everybody not to tell him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't She's, tell him because it's him. embarrassing, question mark. Yeah. Which was hard for me to wrap my brain around, but I was also Same. like, she's emotional or something. I don't know. <laughs> she's not she also straight. normally has like that level-headed logic this. So I was like, I, know. I don't know. Yeah. This was one of the things that I was like, I don't know if I totally buy that, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so finally Gia, her her roommate and the next book, comes down to his like little cottage because he has a little cottage on her property, which is fucking adorable. I don't yeah. know why. It's so cute, but it really is. Anyway, she comes to the door and she like knocks and he comes to the door shirtless. And she's yeah. like, oh boy, like, I don't know what to do with that. And so he like quickly puts on a shirt and then she sort of like tells him without telling him, but definitely tells him about the Twitter thread. Yeah. She she like types it on her phone yeah. and drops it and is like, oops, oops dropped my phone. Hope you yep. don't see what was in. <laughs> yeah. So it's like 10 at night at this point and he goes up to her office and like Knox goes in and she has been glued to her computer all day just watching the likes and comments and retweets and quote tweets just mm-hmm. growing. And... Finally, she's like, Gia told you. And he's like, yeah, so we're going to deal with this. It's going to be okay. I think there's like a very poignant hand touch. There's a hand touch. He holds yeah. her hand for the first time. Uh-huh. But then Gia comes in. And so they sprint apart. Yeah, fucking Gia. <laughs> so she is then like, oh, my God, I haven't fed my cat. How did anybody eat lunch if I didn't make it? Like, I haven't looked at my ha- what happened today. Yeah. So she starts, like, trying to make up for that by, like, making sandwiches for dinner. And then she looks around her house and she's like, oh, my God, why did I buy a house with so many windows? Mm-hmm. And she's she's freaking out because she's like, this was her, this has been her one safe place 
since all the shit happened. And now she's worried about this property as well. And that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So she starts to have a panic attack, rushes out and like sits on the grass. And then he comes out and kneels in front of her without touching her. Yes. They don't touch. Yes. And he like talks her through it and he's like, name five things. And then he's like, what is it that you need? That's what I need to know from you. And she's like, I just wish I knew about a cabin, just like a remote cabin. Nobody could find me, has no connection to me, and I can just disappear. Yeah. Until everything blows over. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hmm. And then he gets up and makes a phone call. So then when he comes back, he's like, how would you feel about going up to my farmhouse in Yuba City, it's like a seven-hour drive, and it would just be you and me, and nobody would have any idea where you are. There would be no connection to you whatsoever. And she's like, you can't drive seven hours. You're tired. <laughs> <laughs> but finally, he convinces her that he will take care of himself, and she agrees to go mm-hmm. up to his tiny farmhouse it's really not that tiny though we find out right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so I feel like it's um when I when I was growing up in Oregon the first house that was like like the historical house that was on the property we moved to we called the shack yeah because it it was pretty run down like the you know the porches and everything you had to like make sure you didn't step (laughs) on rotted wood lest you fall all the way through (laughs) But it wasn't really a shack. Like, it was a very sturdy house with, like, an A-frame second story. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. It was it was fine. But we still called it the shack. And I feel like this is the same yes. way. Yes. Yeah. So they end up going up there. And, oh, my God. Gia tries to invite herself along by being like, I can drive, too. We'll split the driving. And he's like, nope, nope, not necessary. Nope, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, now I'm wondering if Gia's, like, a bad driver. Yeah, like, he was real he... quick yeah. to, to turn that down. <laughs> he was real quick to make sure Gia did not come. Yes. Oh, my God. So they get up there. She, like, took a pill and has been sleeping the whole time. And he can't wake her to yeah. get her inside the house. Yeah. And this man is so far gone for her that he's, like, I couldn't, I like, I think I've carried her one time and like, I've never carried her over a threshold, (laughs) sir. (laughs) It is, it is a huge deal for him. He's tried poking her. He's tried (laughs) shaking her. He's like trying everything he can to not touch her as much as possible and to not have to pick her up and carry her over the threshold. Because of his heart. He can't handle it. His heart couldn't take it. Unless he can take her up to his marital bed, he cannot carry her over a threshold. It's too much. Too much. Truly. So she finally wakes up and like he groggily steers her upstairs and he does accidentally steer her to his childhood bedroom. Oh, no. I don't don't know why he would do that, really. Gosh. He just can't handle himself. He's so overwhelmed with having her in his childhood home. So then he, like, tries to just leave, but then he looks at her and he's like, her shoes are on, and, like, I think she's going to be cold or something. So Uh he, like, 
takes her shoes off and like tries to tuck her in and it's very without cute. touching her. Can't touch her. Can't do it. He Not does, only because he does she's on touch a yeah. perfect ankle. He calls it perfect. Stop it. He does touch a perfect ankle to take her shoes off. But then he tries to wrap her in a blanket without touching her. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing a big taco on her. Yeah. <laughs> so then he goes downstairs and he ends up seeing a shotgun that has always been over the mantle in the living room. And he's like, "Ooh, that absolutely cannot be in the house. Because since he's been out of the armed forces, he has been no guns whatsoever. And it makes him sort of an outlier in his field because he only carries around a taser. Mm-hmm. And like he told her that up front or whatever, and she's been fine with it. So he gingerly takes the gun out and, like, wraps it in a blanket in his trunk. And it says that his, like, upper lip breaks out in sweat because he's having such a visceral reaction to it. Understandable. Yeah. I felt bad for him. Poor guy. Yeah. Okay. So then she wakes up and she's, like, disoriented but figures her life out, realizes where she is, Mm -hmm. ends up going downstairs and like going to look for Jas and when she opens the door there's a man with yes. a bunch of groceries right like crouching outside the door and so she screams her head off and then he screams does later claim it was a mere yelp yeah he does <laughs> he like, does claim he did not scream i did not scream it was a yelp thank you very much <laughs> a very understandable yelp With this woman just screaming in my face. Yeah. And they end up taking the groceries in, and it's his little brother, Bikram. Yes. And Bikram is frosty with her. Yeah. Super not into it. Yeah. I I mean, I understand from, like, not even the employee-employer situation, but, like, Hmm. his brother... Randomly calls him up after, like, hardly ever visiting and then being mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm staying here. Can you get us a bunch of groceries? Right. Like, we're, we are in a remote area. Please go get us some groceries. Deliver them to us <laughs> by hand and mm-hmm. just leave them on the porch and don't say anything and then go back home. Like, yeah, that's a couple hours of his time that he <laughs> was not planning on, you know, it's like a last minute thing. and. Yeah. I mean, justice for Bikram. Like, (laughs) justice for Bikram. No, absolutely. Especially since you know that house was musty as shit. Yeah. So he not only had to do that, but like air out the house and get things ready and like change the sheets and stuff. And he did all of that. Yeah. Oh, he even put like little like cosmetics or something in like the bathroom and like made it really like nice and homey. Yeah. He really did. So as he leaves, because she's like, can I make you breakfast? And he's like, no. And then Jess is like, "Mm -hmm." and he's like, no, thank you. I'm leaving now. (laughs) Yeah. So she's like, hey, does your brother dislike me for like a reason other than yelling accidentally at him? Uh And he's like, no, there's no reason that he would dislike you. Absolutely not. No. So then they start having breakfast. She's going to make crepes. This woman. Yeah. Just makes crepes from scratch on a dime. They make breakfast together. I think he starts, like, slicing something, which I thought was really cute. But they're not even, like, communicating about what needs to be done. They're just doing it because they know each other so well. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. 
I think before that, he asked for her phone to like put a security camera app on it or something security-ish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as he's doing it, he hands it back to her and he says, I think you got a text. And so she grabs her phone, she looks at it, and Gia has texted like, ooh, is it cold? Is your hot bodyguard keeping you warm? Yeah. And she's she's mortified. She's like, oh, my God, did he see that? Is it is he going to think this is a normal conversation I have and like we're just objectifying him all the time and I'm just like a lecherous boss or yeah. whatever? Is he going to know I have a crush on him? Even worse, <laughs> is he going to know I have a crush on him? <laughs> yeah. And so she's like furious. And then she's also like, well, how, what do you mean hot? And she's like, you see him shirtless and then get back to me. And then she's like, am I jealous of Gia? Yeah. I see him shirtless. I've known the man for a decade. I've never seen a single peck. And <laughs> so she finds out it was like totally benign. It wasn't a big deal to her anyway, in truth. Yeah. But then now she's like thinking about seeing him shirtless. And that's tough for her whole, you know, mental state and ability to cook safely and yeah. stuff she's getting warm she's getting flustered oh. oh my god yeah understandably and she's like she's so worried you saw the text like it's it's a whole thing but then she asks him like what's the what's the cute cafe girl and hashtag cafe bay situation yeah because those are now trending yes those hashtags are now trending on twitter yeah. and it turns out ross has identified himself as the cafe bay and is <gasps> is saying that it's that's him which is getting retweeted so it, this is still going yeah because oh, of that yeah now it's like it's got extra momentum yeah obviously yeah and now because they know who he is people are asking about who she is and trying to get like a continued narrative for mm -hmm. what happened after on their fictional date yes he's also implying that they did in fact go hook up in the bathroom yeah. without like he's he's cheekily not confirming it but definitely making making it seem like it happened yeah and then being like oh you know she's shy but we're both just so excited about this budding romance or whatever yeah gross not okay this is a man who leaves his garbage on the table thank you Thank you. This is a man who later on is going to do Good Morning America shirtless while talking about this situation. Yes. <laughs> gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse, honestly. Yeah. He seemed so benign. He was not. Yes. So as she's like outraged about this, at some point she's like, do these people know how sex works? Like, have you ever had two minute sex? And then she's like, OMG. I just put him and sex in the same conversation. I am a terrible boss. Like, this is, <laughs> oh, God. And he sort of like, and she's like, I'm so sorry I did that. And he's like, don't be sorry. Like, it's not a big deal. He's a bad man. Like, not a good man does this shit. Yeah. And then she's like, I just want to throw something. And he's like, cool. Here's my mug. He drinks it first. He finishes he it. And then he, he hands her his mug. Yeah. And she's, and she's like, like, I'm not throwing that. So he throws it for her. <gasps> oh, my God. I loved it. Me too. I loved it. 
And so she's like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, I don't know. feels really good. Try it with this plate. Yeah. <laughs> he does reassure her that it's just like some garbage plate that his mom probably picked up for like 99 cents or something. Like, yeah, they're not China. They're not anything yeah. special. It's not a family heirloom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she throws that shit on the ground and she loves it. She does. Yeah. Shantae, I want to go to one of those break shit places so bad. I wish we had one around here, too. Like, I know it would be so much fun. I have never been able to, like, just smash something and destroy just, it just for the sake of it. And then yeah. not have to clean it up also. Also, that is key. That's super key. Not have to worry about, like, glass shards in yeah. your kitchen for weeks yeah. on end, no matter how much you vacuum. Right. Yeah. Oh, I still think it's the perfect date of any sort. Friend date, romantic date. Like, let's go to a break shit place. Yeah. It's a very unique experience that I think you don't get anywhere else. Totally. So he does start cleaning up. He just, he picks up a broom and the dustpan. He starts cleaning it up. And of course she's like, oh, you don't have to do that. I, you know, I can clean it up. But he cleans it up and she goes in for a quick hug. The first time <gasps> she's ever hugged him. And it gets her lady bits tingling. Absolutely. She She can't handle herself. Zing. Yeah, zing. There's, there are zings <laughs> happening here. Yeah. Yeah, but he, like, he has the broom and the dustpan in his hand, and he, like, doesn't move his arms, and he's yeah. obviously a little bit um, startled. Yeah. I guess. He doesn't know how to react, so he doesn't react at all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So then Bikram comes back when he's outside. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So what? we switched to, to Jazz's POV. Oh, and yeah. we learn that he does read the text. That's right. And then he explains it away to himself like a dummy of like, oh, oh yeah. I Hot just, dummy. you know, whatever. It's just do you mean to you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then his brother comes back with a phone charger because guess who forgot a phone charger? It's Jess. Um, <gasps> no, it's better than that. He has one, but he likes to have two. Oh, yes. Just in case one <laughs> randomly malfunctions. <laughs> Right, right. And he did not bring a second one. Oh, my God. So, again, he asked his poor brother to get a phone charger, drive it out to him. Because, again, this is a remote area where this farmhouse is. It's like a 100,000-acre farm or something ridiculous. Yeah. It's not that much, but it's a lot. I mean, you can't see the houses. No. From each other's windows or whatever. You have to ride a horse to get there efficiently at a minimum. It's always. So, he has to bring him. This phone charger, he's annoyed mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so then he's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm going to find it. But I just read something else that makes me really mad. Oh, and also Lorna, I'm so sorry. Lorna calls right before this to update him that pardon is probs going to happen and, like, it's looking like a sure thing, but she's going to keep him updated. Yeah. That's his military buddy, the one that w- was in the situation with him. Yeah. And also, notably, she's like, I think, you know, at the very least, I have to go to the news to try and get a different story out there because they're painting him like a hero and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking to himself, like, like just ch- his gut churning, being like, I have to back her up and I would have to join her in this news tour yeah like that i have no choice i have i have to yeah yeah so then bikram comes by and he's super testy and he's like why did the princess leave her tower (gasps) 
so mean. And, <laughs> and so he grabs him and he takes him like away from the house towards the barn and he switches to Punjabi and he's like, stop being an asshole. Yeah. Like the word, she just needed to get away from something. Yeah. And he's like, well, she's got to be pretty special if she yeah. made you come here for an extended period of yeah. time. But Bikram says it in English because he understands Punjabi, but he doesn't right. speak it. And That's Jas right. also speaks it more slowly mm-hmm. so that Bikram can understand it. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> yeah. And he mixes up some English in there as well. Yeah. And so in Punjabi slash English, he says, she's just a client. I'm, I have no interest in Katrina other than that. Yes. So then he actually says, oh, Ooh. Oh, my God. Her, uh, Bikram says, you sure are devoted for her for being her hired help. Are you certain your feelings aren't tangled up in Hardeep's widow? And then he says, it's a job. I have no oh. interest in her beyond that. Ooh. Huh. And then Bikram asks if he's going to stay for that ceremony and parade. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, definitely not going to be here that long. No. And then Bikram leaves and he hears like a like a oh, from inside yeah. the barn. And that's where we leave him. So then we do switch to her perspective. Yes. And boy, did she love her late husband. And boy, was she so thankful to him because marrying her saved him from or saved her from her abusive dad. Yeah. And we find out that it was like a purely I want companionship and I think I can do a good thing for you. I don't want sex. I don't want anything like yeah. that. I just want like a a pal to pal around yeah. with. There was no romantic anything. Right. Right. But obviously like a deep and abiding love on yeah. both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she loved him so much that she did learn a little bit of Punjabi. <laughs> she did. She <sighs> did. She studied it for three years, I think, is is what it says. She did. So she does understand that conversation. She overhears it. Yeah, the wind just carried it in just the right direction so that she could hear it. And she's devastated. Yes, because he has no interest in her. And so this is what she believes now, which, like, I get it. It came right out of his mouth. So I I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I would have, I would not be able to argue with that. It was very (laughs) cut and dry. Yes. (laughs) There were no minced words. No. With that situation. And so she is, she's, one of the things she says is, it's fine. Those eyebrows were not meant to be smoothed by her fingers. <laughs> Those eyebrows, she just cannot get over them. Those eyebrows, dude. Oh my God. So then she's like, I just need a minute to like lick my wounds and mm-hmm. bounce back. But he does come in beaming. Yes. Being like, I have to show you something. And she's like, this motherfucker. <laughs> but like, okay. <laughs> yeah, she tries to compose herself. He is oblivious. Oh, obviously. So she, he either does a good job or he doesn't pay close enough attention in this specific moment. Right. And he takes her out to the barn because he has found a pooch. The pooch of her dreams. Yes. She loves animals. She only has a cat right now, but she, mm-hmm. she's she been trying to convince the roommates to have, like, three to four dogs. Oh, she wants a menagerie. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing that I thought 
uh, was very brave of Alicia Rye to do. One of like the core characteristics of this hero is that animals don't like him. Yeah. And like, I don't know why that felt more taboo than like a step-sibling romance to me, but like, (laughs) it's it's a step, like not being liked by animals and that being your hero of the romance. It's like, what's wrong with him? Why don't the animals like him? What kind of sociopath is he? Yeah. Really is my question. Yeah. But we find out he likes animals. It's just the animals that don't like him. Yeah, like, and like, here's the thing, right? Like, I've met a lot of animals who are indifferent to me. Yeah. And that's fine. You don't have to love, like, not every animal has to come over and like lick my feet or whatever, but like, they growl at him and horses shy away from him. Yeah. And shit that is just real weird that would make me nervous. Even, I mean, even though at the end he, he talks to the heroine about it and she's like, He's like, yeah, animals don't like me. And I I really felt bad about it for a while. And she's like, why? And he's like, well, because you know what people say about you being a terrible person if, if like animals can tell. And she's like, or they're animals. And they're like fickle and don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, huh, an interesting notion. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I don't know. I mean, he's a farm boy. So he grew up around so many animals. And like, so that. It even says that they were not allowed to have inside dogs growing up. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Like, that's a lot more than dogs are indifferent to you. That's like, if you walk into a room quickly, it will bite you. Yeah. Which I didn't, I don't think I saw anything about, like, growling or, like, biting or, like, any aggression. No, so not I, with this dog, certainly. No, not with this dog. But, like, yeah. past childhood dogs, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I missed it. But it was just like a dogs don't really care for him. So we don't have any inside dogs. Sure. So anyway, so to to sort of like prove this, he tries to get the dog out of there. And it's like, no, I'm not going to come out from under this big machine. And then she starts, you know, coaxing the dog out and being like, oh, he's such a beautiful baby. Yeah. Um, Little doodle bug, she says. And so the dog does come out and it's her dog from now on. The dog's name is Doodle. It's a girl dog. She's a Rottweiler mix, yes. which is like maybe the best dog in the whole wide world. Yes. I she's don't know. giant. She is much larger than they thought she was. Yeah. In, in fact, she's like, oh, my God, back up. That dog yeah. is huge. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's so pretty, though. <laughs> it's really cute. So then he finds out that this, these fucks are going on. This universe is equivalent of Good Morning America. Yeah. Ross and Becca. That's the one. And Ross is like, I can't wait to share this budding romance with the world. And he's been like posting thirst traps and being like, sunsets are better with your one and only around or whatever. Yeah, he's milking this this newfound fame for like all it's worth. Yeah. So she wakes up and Doodle has slept with her head on the pillow next to her all night. Yes. She's also house trained. Which yes. was like, cat, this dog has a house. If if she's house trained and she sleeps well, on pillows, she has a house. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, and like it seems like the owners were pretty permissive. Yeah. So one would think that it was a pretty loved dog. I yeah. don't know. what. A, who am I to say? <laughs> and to be fair, they're like, we're going to check with the neighbors to see if anybody's been looking for a dog. Yeah. And like, you know, feel it out. But Kat's very like, I'm in love with this dog. Is my dog. Was yes. meant for me. The universe yes. has spoken. Yes. So it's fine. So then she comes out and they are like, she has that phone therapy session. Yes. Then she walks by his room. He has a nightmare, like an early morning nightmare. So she like tries to, she gentles him on his cheek. She just touches his cheek and he immediately relaxes a little bit. He's in just shorts. So she now has seen him shirtless. And everything else-less really. Yes. Which is nice. She's trying not to notice. She's busy trying to calm him down. Because he basically hates her. Yes. And he thinks she's ugly <laughs> and like she is not interested, everyone. No, she's the worst. <laughs> she also sees all the scars around his knee and his injury that he got in Iraq. Yes. So then it's time to watch Good Morning America. Oh, she does and- crack the window open when she leaves oh, yeah. so that he doesn't get too warm. Which yeah, I thought would maybe be like set him off of like who opened the window who security the blah 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 room. yeah but it doesn't come back so it's fine. it doesn't it doesn't yeah you're right you're right I didn't catch that either wait didn't totally he put right. like a bunch of alarms and stuff on the windows too so you how for did... sure did oh she disarms it does she? she disarms it and then cracks a window open I think must have been yeah yeah plus like it's a second story window but he probably prepared for Spider Man as well knowing him <laughs> so she had to have disarmed it <laughs> okay okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> no holes in this plot. <laughs> um, so they watch this Good Morning live thing. And he's, again, he's shirtless and f- faux cooking bacon. Yeah. Shirtless. Yeah. Which is bullshit. And he remains shirtless the whole time. They ask them, like, why do you think you went viral? And they're like, oh, it's romance. And... People Wait, I think, hope in the I think we're I think we're jumping ahead. What? What do we miss? So she's in a work meeting and he keeps clicking his pen from the table. Oh yeah. And he's driving her nuts. Yeah. And then she's like, "Do you have anything that you could be doing?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh yeah, I can I can take Doodle to the vet." Yeah. So he does that. Yeah. And then afterwards, he has Doodle and he sees his brother's truck parked at like the restaurant or for like mm-hmm. it's lunchtime. Yeah, it's an Indian restaurant. Yeah, so Yum. he brings Doodle in. Owner doesn't care that he brought a dog in. It's fine. Yeah. They have lunch together. And then this is where Jazz asks his brother, Bikram, do you resent Katrina? Right. And he's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I for sure do. Yeah. And Jazz is like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I got engaged. And I had an engagement party. And you left right afterwards because work. Like, Katrina is your only work. And so if you're leaving something that fucking important for me because of Katrina, then, like, obviously she's the boss from hell. Yeah. Or something else is going on. But, like, yeah. Like, you always say that you have to leave early because work. Right. And Jess is like, ooh, no. (laughs) It's so, (laughs) it's awkward. That's not true. None of that is true. Which it oh, says no. that he hasn't actually met Bigram's fiance yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bigram's yeah. like, 
you're my fucking older brother. You should be telling me that I'm too young to get married. You should be like giving him the third degree, my fiance. You should be doing all of these things. And, And so very quietly, he's like, if you think that you could get engaged to someone and I wouldn't find out every single detail about their life and family and background and history and future goals, you're super wrong. Like, ask me his MCAT score. Yeah. And I'll tell you. And so Bikram's like, you never said. Like, <laughs> so sweet. It is. It's a cute, it's a cute moment. And then Jeff does, like, in a moment of vulnerability, he asks Bikram to do him a favor and take the gun out of his trunk. Yeah. So he does. And he does it immediately. And he's mm-hmm. kind of, now Bikram is kind of like, oh, there's something going on. Maybe. Right. right. His his family's completely oblivious. They don't know what happened. They don't know the details. They don't know any mm-hmm. of it. Right. Bikram was 11 when he was yeah. testifying in the, in the trial. So like yeah. Bikram especially doesn't super have context. Yeah. Okay. So then he's like, why don't you and your fiance, I forget his name, Come down, um, Hassan. And like, I think Hassan. Yes, come down and like have dinner in 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 low SoCal. I almost said local, dude. What is my problem? SoCal, <laughs> SoCal, so same thing. So, you know. <laughs> and Bikram's like, I would like that very much. Uh-huh. So they have like this moment of brotherly love. It's adorable. It is. It is. And it starts it starts to turn the tide with Bikram and Katrina. Yes. So when he gets home, she's napping on the couch. She has like her laptop on her chest and it's about mm-hmm. to fall over. It's very precarious. So he takes it off and like tucks her in. He does. And then he goes off to like, oh, my God, now he has a group chat. The boys. He's in a group yeah. chat with the boys now. And it's really cute. And it's the first time he's been in one and he's like, oh, my God, do I have friends? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. He loves it, though. He sends them a selfie of him and Doodle. <clears throat> which was cute. Very cute. It's so cute. It's so pure. It is. Like, it's so wonderful. So anyway, she wakes up then after a while. Yeah. And she's really groggy and she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And... She hears like a katank from somewhere below her. And she's like, is there a basement in this California house or am I going insane? <laughs> so she goes down into the basement and he is weightlifting everyone. Yes. Shirtless. Oh. Sweaty. Oh. Very muscly. That's the one. And she is into it. I mean, he's doing a, a shirtless bench press to save the world, really. Yeah, yeah. And she can't handle herself. No. Between the grogginess and, like, the giant horniness and the zings that are just assaulting her in the face, she can't. And so he's no. like, hey, Katrina, what you doing down here? And she's just, like, blankly staring yeah. at him. She's so tongue-tied. <laughs> she, can't. she can't get anything out that makes sense. <laughs> She can't even focus on what he's saying because she's just like pecs, abs, OMG, sweats. Ah. And so she's like, what do you, he says, what do you need, Katrina? And she says, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So finally, you know, he's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go up and get, get done or whatever. And she's like, I thought you were going to teach me self-defense. Yeah. And he's like, just sit out. Doesn't want him to leave. He's like, what? 
self-defense. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm, right now I thought self-defense time we could have. And <laughs> so they do that. And then as they're, as they're chatting about that, she can't get over the fact that he keeps saying the word groin and she can't figure out why it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start talking about the pepper spray that he yes. normally gets for her. Oh, they do touch during this mm. self-defense class. They and every touch. time there are zings. Oh, I mean, they're ever present. They, they're they <laughs> relentless, these yes. zings. How could there not be, honestly? Yeah. So he, she's like, well, actually, the pepper spray that you got me expired a while ago. And he's like, I'm sorry. You should have told me that because yeah. I would have gotten you some more. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I did read an article and I thought I could do a science experiment. So I made some. Yes. And he's like... I would love to see that right now. <laughs> like, I need to check it out. I need to vet this. I am your head security guy. Yeah. So they go upstairs. She hands it to him. And he unceremoniously just sprays himself in the face. Yeah. At first he smells it. And he's like, I don't the, I don't know. This doesn't quite seem like it'll work. Uh-huh. So he sprays himself in the face to test it. And it's strong. It It works really well. It works great. And she's like, why did you do that? What's happening right now? And then he's, she's like, what do I do? I don't know what to ha-. And he's like, get me a bowl and blah, blah, blah like do all yeah. these things. And then she's like, I'm going to start reading articles. And then she's like, take off your shirt. It's probably compromised with peppers. Yeah. So he takes off his shirt and now he's shirtless again. Yeah. And then she's like, she gives him milk or something. He's finally okay. And then he's like, she's like, what? And I mean this. In the most serious way, the fuck. (laughs) And he's like, I had to test it to see if it worked. And she's like, I really feel like you didn't. And she like, like she yells. She can't. And then he's like, he's like, well, now I know that it actually doesn't have enough after effects. Like it's pretty good at first, but it doesn't, it doesn't hurt for long enough. Yeah. And she's like, are you bananas? And so they keep on getting closer and closer to each other because she's, like, trying to tend him and, like, pat him and be like, are you an insane person? Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's his eyes are welling up still. And she's like, that seems very vulnerable, even though I do know it's just a physiological response. And then she whispers, like, I'm sorry. And he's like, you shouldn't be sorry. I did it to myself. She's like, yeah, you're completely right, and I'm not sorry, and you need to take better care of yourself. And now she's really close to him. And then he starts rubbing her arm, and then, oh, no, he's looking at her lips, mm-hmm. and, oh, my gosh, she doesn't know what's happening, but she's leaning forward. And then they're kissing everyone. They are kissing. Wow. There are zings. I mean, now I don't even, I, they're they're like mutant zings at this point. They're so strong. It might be because of the pepper spray. Also that. Yeah, <laughs> she does say that. It's so cute. And then they're making out and she like tentatively opens her mouth because she's only been kissed by like three other people and one of those was a cheek kiss. Yeah, from her God late husband. Damn it. So she touches his shoulder. Yeah. And that's and she, kind of what sets him off. Yeah. She opens her mouth and then he just flies back. Yes. Yeah. He shoves away and then he practically uh, runs away saying that he needs to go shower. Yeah. And she's bewildered and she's like, oh, my God, I just sexually harassed him. Yes. 
Like, he's not interested in me. Yeah. And I kissed him. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Meanwhile, he's thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. They both think they kissed the other one and the other one was not receptive. Yeah. I have to apologize now. He's thinking he's maniacally gardening. Yeah. He's gardening and watching her through the window. And she's banging around in the kitchen, cooking. She's baking everything in sight. (laughs) They can't handle themselves. No. And, and so they've been they've been like avoiding each other for a yeah. few hours. Yeah. Then he sees a flash of red in the distance. And then his grandfather, who was supposed to be in Mexico for their entire stay, rides up on this gorgeous black stallion. And yes. I really like grandpa's style. I loved grandpa. Same. Like he Same. has flair. Absolutely. Like, they call him the Prince of Peaches. Yeah. And not only has he embraced that, but he, like, owns it. And he is it now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he wears a bright red turban. And he's just surly as fuck. He is, he's like, hello, Jasvinder. Looks like you're on the house that I deeded to you to bribe you to stay here on the farm that I built for our family with my own hands. <laughs> All of that is mostly subtext. However, <laughs> for now, for now, it it's is all subtext. true. Yeah. So then Katrina comes out and she's like, hi, hello. Uh-huh. I've never met you before. And he's like, oh, are you Hardeep's widow? Because he's got a weird grudge against Hardeep and his he family. Does. They're connected a little bit. In like yeah. the most tenuous way. Yeah. Like ridiculous. And like, and this is re- this is weird because Hardeep was basically a saint, and mm-hmm. everyone says so. And so she's sort of weirded out by the fact that like he is obviously tense not only with Jas but also like with her husband's memory, mm-hmm. and she doesn't really know what to do with herself. So she brings him in, and she's like, "May I make you some tea?" And he says, "Can you make it well?" <gasps> <laughs> and like. I would crumple into a thousand tiny pieces and be like, I think so. Yeah. She does not. I hope so. Ah, did I do my best? Oh, no's. And instead, she just like gives him this like sideways glance and she's like, I make everything well. And he's like, hmm, we'll see. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. She does, in fact. She makes great tea. She does. And then she slowly charms him. She feeds him cookies. Yeah. And peach cobbler. Yeah, and it's his late wife's recipe. Yes. So he, like, gets a little misty-eyed over yes. it. He hasn't had it since she died. And so then she manages to charm him while still being loyal to and very quietly defending her late husband because mm-hmm. he was such a good man. Mm-hmm. And Jess is very impressed by this. And then... He can tell that Andres, his grandfather, is starting to sort of warm up. And so Andres says, he does the Beauty and the Beast thing. And he says, you will join me for dinner. (laughs) Yes. He does it hard to them. Yes. And Jas is like, oh, no, couldn't possibly. Is security risk? Couldn't. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with my house that I did build for my family with my hands. Yeah. And... She can tell that Jazz is trying to give her the out. And so she's like, hey, listen, it's not just that. 
I have a panic disorder and I'm usually really worried about having an attack in places that are unfamiliar. And so I would love to come to your house. I would love to try, but I do need you to know that I might have to leave and it might be very abrupt because it doesn't have to be a bad thing that sets it off. Like Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have to be traumatic. It doesn't have to be scary. Anything can do it. And so he's simultaneously impressed because he's never heard her be so frank about her panic disorder. But then also he loves how like his grandfather immediately just like relaxes and grabs her hand and is like, you can leave whenever you want. I would yeah. just love to have you at my house. Yes. Grandpa gets it. He's very understanding. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah. And I feel like if Jas could have stepped outside of himself a tiny bit, a lot could have been avoided <laughs> in this after this moment. I I agree. I somewhere in there, mm-hmm. Jas is like, you know, I I know a lot of people with PTSD. I I talk to them. I know a lot of the symptoms, but he I don't think he realizes that he has it. No idea. Yeah. No idea whatsoever. He, he doesn't he doesn't connect the dots yet, yeah. at least. No, not at all. All right. So then they go to dinner. Yeah. And he like takes her on this the tour of this like fucking mansion that he's built with like marble floors and all the business. There's gold everywhere. There's gold everywhere. And honestly, it was a little bit triggering for me. Because gold decor has been triggering for me since roughly 2016. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's different here. It's it's much less Trumpian. It's fine. But I did have a very hard time <laughs> with this description. <laughs> it, it had a very specific <clears throat> vibe, I feel Quite. like. Quite. And it's definitely a different vibe than that. But, yeah. like, you know, it was I think just it's kind of like culturally because they, they have the yep, Punjabi. Exactly. But then they also I think grandpa's mom was Mexican. So mm-hmm. there's there's all of that in mesh yes. in it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very different. It's much less Eastern European European vibes. Yeah. 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 It was just the, the description that had me like, no. And then I got over myself. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, OK. Then, listen, dinner blows up. Oh, but first, while he's talking about, like, their family history, Mm -hmm. she has this realization that, like, all of these super impressive people who came to America and, like, made their space and they took up space and they decided to, like, make a new life for themselves. And she's been trained by her abusive dad to take up as little space as possible. And she realizes that she's still doing that. Mm -hmm. And so she's done with it. And now she's going to take up as much fucking space as she wants, starting with not apologizing to Jas, but just being honest about the fact that she's wanted to kiss him for a long time. Yes. And it was so nice. It is. And she's also going to ride in the front seat. Yeah. Next to him. Not in the back anymore. Right. Because it's weird because they've kissed now. Like. Yeah. You're not my driver now. Your tongue's been in my mouth and I feel like that's different. Yeah. But then dinner blows up because the grandpa asked him if he's going to come to that ceremony mm-hmm. and then the 4th mm-hmm. of July parade and Jas keeps saying, I can't. Yes. And then it turns into the grandpa throwing a very mature hissy fit and telling him that he will, in fact, disown him if he doesn't yes. come to this family yes. thing. And this is the first time Kat's hearing about this ceremony. Yes. 
and yes, how important it is. Right. Because it's recognizing right. grandpa for like his charitable work to the community. Right. And she's also sort of taken aback because she only knows him as incredibly accommodating. Yeah. And so the fact that he has such a hard line on I can't, she sort of doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So dinner's over now. Um, and they go home and she asks him if she want, if he wants some wine. Oh, wait, and wait. He, Before oh, they yeah. go home, Bigram mm-hmm. and Jazz are chatting outside. Oh, yeah. And it comes out. He's like, you and grandpa need to have like a, a conversation like adults. And like, I feel like he is much more emotionally mature. For yeah, sure. Than anyone in this book. And he discovers that they have kissed. Yeah. And Jess like, won't admit it. But then like, Bikram like gets it out of him. And then it's like, well, did she like it? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, how could you not and he's asking him all these questions to fi- try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It was just funny. And then he challenges him to, like, not run away with his tail between his legs. Yeah. And just, like, see if she liked it. Because yeah. he's like, if she liked it, that would change things for you, right? Like, you would be on cloud nine. And he's like, there is no, I can't define the cloud I would be on. It's, it's yeah. stratospheric. Like, Talk to her. Have a right. conversation. Be an adult. Yeah. Which is harder to do than... I, it is hard. It is very difficult mm-hmm. to to be a mature adult when yeah, there's it's feelings really, involved. It's really easy to sit here and be like, be an adult. But in the moment, it's hard. I will acknowledge yes. that. Yes. So then he doesn't have to, though, because they're sitting on the couch with the wines. Yeah. And she says, I really liked kissing you. I've wanted to do it for a while. But I am sorry I did not ask you for permission before I kissed you. Yeah. And she sa- and he goes, what are you talking about? I kissed you. And she's like, no, for sure I kissed you. And you were the kissy and I was the kisser. And they go back and forth like this for a while until he finally says, I think you're like misremembering how far both of us leaned in. And then yeah, she's like. Yeah, because that's a callback to what he was talking about with Bikram. He's like. How far, what percentage did you lean and did you yeah. lean the rest of the way? And so he's, yeah, he's like, yeah. how far did you lean? So he leans in and then she leans in the rest of the way. And then we know they're kissing oh. each other on purpose. And it's a straddly makeout. Yeah. Oh boy. It goes zero it's... to 100 real quick. Seriously. Yeah. So then she's marveling at this and she's like, oh my God. He has an erection for me. Like, his erection is at my command. What do, what do I do with this? Like, the, it, was, it was all very philosophical before right yeah. now. All I know is that I want it, and I don't really know what to do with it. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't have much experience. No. So she's, like, upstairs, and he sort of, like, shakes his head, and it seems like a no, but I feel like he was just sort of like trying to clear his head and be like, did she really just say what I think she said? Yeah. Because she's waiting for him to be like, oh, my God, I'm not interested in you. Remember. But instead, he picks her up and just carries her up the stairs. Yes. Then he's got her against the wall. And they're making out hard. And then she's like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. What's the first thing she says? Like. It's not the power differential, but she does ask about that as well. I didn't write it down, but there is. Oh, no. The first thing she says is, are you single? And he's like, <laughs> um, yeah, 
pretty darn signal single over here. And then she's like, okay, is the power different? Like, I pay you money to do things. She said, me too. Yeah. Just so that's she clear. Really? I, I think oh. so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. She so said, me too. clear. Everybody's single. And, I mean, as if he doesn't know that she's adorable. <laughs> and he's like, no, the power differential's fine. We're good. Yeah. I don't feel coerced at all. Yeah. And it says that he, the look he has is so empathetic that she believes him. It's really sweet. And then she says, I'm not super experienced. And like, I've had sex one time and it was like a dozen years ago, yeah. which predates her marriage. Just yeah. FYI, he yes. would know that, but he does not ask about it. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I'm not very experienced either. Yes. Okay. And it's been a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. So then he says, I figure if nothing else, you can just tell me what you want from me and then we'll fumble around and figure it out. Yeah. And it's adorable. And so then he's like, she's she's like, she freezes and she's like, I don't what what do I want? Like, how do I, I don't know. Uh And he goes, is it kisses? (laughs) And she's like, yep. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely kisses. And then he's like, well, where? And he starts being like, is it on your boob, but sexily? And like without the word boob. Right. And then he grinds up against her and he's like, is it down here? She's like, okay, (laughs) I could, I could get down with that. So I was very confused because for most of this, I thought they were still against the wall. But then after she comes, when he goes down on her, he like goes to lay beside her. So I think I missed when they got to the bed. Apparently they got to the bed. I thought after he made her come, then they went on the bed. Okay. Okay. she, She then was like, let me take care of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's possible. Because then she's like, let me take care of you. And he says, I don't have condoms. And she says, well, we can do other stuff, right? Like, I feel like you just proved that. Yeah. And so she gives him a handy to end all handies. Yeah. And he's into it. Yeah. He's so hard up that a handy's good. Yes. I mean, and in love with her. Both things. (laughs) He's very desperate. He just can't believe she's touching his penis. No. And like. It's not how he thought the evening would go, for sure. No. No. He th- like at one point he was like, I think she's gonna fire me. These two, these two hot dummies. They are. Oh my god. So then, listen, she has a middle of the night panic attack. They joke about going to Tahoe. She asks him if he has bad dreams. He says yes. And then she ends up telling him a little bit about her dad mm-hmm. and the abuse that she endured. And she doesn't really Like, at first, she doesn't really feel like she wants to do that, but then she realizes that it'll probably, like, lighten her load a bit, and she doesn't want to call her therapist. So she tells him about it, and her dad had no involvement or investment in her life until her mom died when she was nine. Mm -hmm. And then he was very like, I will maybe feed and probably house you until you can get a job and fend for yourself. Yeah. But then she gets scouted. And he's like, oh, I can make money off of her being a model. Yes. So great. I own you now. I'll Mm -hmm. be your dad and your manager and, you know, all the things. And then he started using her panic disorder against her by being like, you're so fragile. I have to handle everything. Yes. So it was just a really big, terrible mind fuck. And her after 
She spoke with Hardeep and they decided to get married that night. And Jess was there because he already worked for Hardeep. Then Hardeep paid her dad off and she doesn't know how much it was, but she thinks it was a very impressive amount. Yes, a lot. Yeah. So now her whole I'm going to take up space now applies to Cafe Bay and Cute Cafe Girl. Yes. Because up until this point, she's like, I'm just going to remove myself. I'm going to let it play out. But now she's like, Rhiannon or has, yeah, Rhiannon has like an incredible assistant slash social media guru. And so we're going to go Who may or may not do legal or illegal hacking. Who's to say? <laughs> so Lakshmi, I think I would love like a side novel. I, I want all these side novels from Alicia Rye, honestly. I know, I know. There's there's some stuff Lakshmi's up to that I would love to hear about. But Rihanna does say that Lakshmi has never hacked into anything government. Mm. No government databases. There's a line there. Mm-hmm. But she does not confirm that she has not hacked into other databases. Because mm-hmm. this whole time she's like, do you want me to get my assistant on this? And, you know, we can try to erase it from the internet. And Kat's like, no, that's like basically impossible this is already has its own life now like there's no way you could do any of that right but now cat's on like like the offensive where she's like let's make a plan let's figure out how to tackle this so black Shemi's there they're all they're all scheming they're all planning and i loved it yeah yeah because their whole thing is everybody's talking about this romance bullshit But nobody's talking about the gross invasion of privacy this would be if you're not into it. Mm -hmm. And so far, these fucking liars have been telling everybody that she's into it. But if we question that publicly, because she has not said anything, Mm -hmm. there have been no joint posts. There's been nothing. If we question that, and then Gia, book three, is also there. I really thought with the tension between Gia and Lakshmi that like there might be something I didn't up there. Too. I read book three, but it yeah. is not. It is not Lakshmi. Yeah. But when I reread this book, book two, I was like, oh, there was something there. I know. That should I know. have been book three. I don't I would know. have loved that to be book three. Maybe Same. it's fine. It's, it's fine. We can't we can't change the fictional character's no. preferences. You know, no. like there's Gia just... is a very popular beauty influencer. Yes. She has way more than 200,000 followers. Yeah, you fucks. We don't know how many, but she's she's a lot. She's very recognizable. So yeah. she's going to put put all of her her power behind Kat, too. Yeah, she's not only going to like make videos and stuff talking about this being fucked up, but she's also going to get all of her influencer buddies to help yes. pile on. Yes. So then he calls her name. And she's like, whoa. And they're like, huh, what's going on there? And she's like, got to hang up now. Bye. (laughs) And then he does this really weird thing. It was weird to me, too. That that ended up being adorable. But I was like, bro, where did this come from? Because they had been talking about, like, having a snowball fight and, like, maybe going to Tahoe. So his idea was, I don't have snow, but I do have hay. I'll get a metric fuck ton of hay and we can throw that at each other as if that's the same sensory experience or anything else. Thankfully, once he gets all the hay, he's like, 
this was a terrible idea. But I could get water balloons. Yeah. They end up having a water balloon fight. Which, like, he grew up on a farm. So, yeah. like, you would think that he would know. This is just a small rant I have. That he would know. Please. That, hey, like, it leaves, like, particles that are floating oh, around. Everywhere. Like, it makes your eyes scratchy. makes you cough. Oh, yeah. He even mentions, like, farmer's lung, I think is mm-hmm. what it's called, that you can mm-hmm. get from, like, throwing hay around. Like, uh-huh. Wouldn't he know about that before he just trucks a whole bunch of hay? And this is hay that he didn't get just from the farm, but he had to, like, no. go to other farms in the area to get all of this hay. He had to source this hay. It took a few hours. <laughs> yes, it did. And now once he has it all, he's like, oh, yeah. No, he wouldn't know all do of that. This. Yeah, I also clocked this. I was just like, I mean, I've been, I've been off my farm for a long time. We're talking, I don't know, nigh on 15, 18 years. And like, I would never think of having a hay fight because yeah. that's nonsense. Yeah. And it hurts. Like if you're if you're clocked with a, a thing of hay, they're pokey. I'm sorry, yeah. everyone. They're pokey. Like if you do too much hay, like smart farmers now wear ventilators when they're like bucking hay or, you know, working yeah. with it at all. So yeah, like I have no idea. It's yeah. fine. I just chalked it up to him being an idiot in love. I mean, I I grow up in the suburbs. I'm still in the suburbs. And I have very little experience with hay where it's like, you know, riding on hay bales at like, you know, during the fall times. And like my daughter rides horses. So like a very minimal amount of hay. But even Mm -hmm. I am like, I don't think you should throw that at each other. Mm -hmm. No, for sure not. Anyway, they do water balloons instead. Which is much better. Yes. They end up tripping and falling and she falls on top of him. It's adorable. And then when they go back inside the house, he sees an intruder. Yeah. No, they didn't get in the house yet. They're walking back right. towards the house. Right. Yeah, yeah, And he sees someone is in the house. And he immediately goes into, like, security mode. Be quiet. Get down. Hide behind the, the mm-hmm. giant pile of hay that I dumped right here. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Yep. And then he, like, gets on her phone because he must have dropped his phone. And somebody, otherwise, somebody would have told him there was somebody here. And then he's like, oh, fuck, it's my mom. Uh, That's why nobody told me. It's fine. So they go in and she's like, I am bedraggled. I am wet. I have hay in my hair. I'm certain of it. And now I have to meet his mother. Yeah. Like, this is not ideal. Yes. (laughs) But the mom is lovely. And she makes jokes about rolling around in the hay. And it's hilarious and fine. It is. So by the end of this interaction, they end up deciding that they're going to host a dinner at the little house instead of going to the big house for another family dinner so that they can try to mend fences. Yes. And this is Katrina's idea. And the mom is very impressed by that. And so she's like, I'll cook for you. I would love to you know, pay you back for all of this hospitality. It'll be great. So they do have that dinner. And by the end of it... Well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Mom tricks Grandpa oh, into yeah. coming because he shows up wearing overalls and holding a toolbox. Oh, my God. He had no and idea. And I loved that there. tiny detail. Like, Same. he's just here. He's ready to fix something. And like, oh, uh-huh. come on in for dinner. Because, you know, <laughs> if he had known it was dinner, he would have dressed all nice. Yeah. Lair, you know. And he would not have come. <laughs> well, also. That too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's so cute. And I love and I love I especially love that detail because we haven't talked about it much, but he's always ribbing Jess about being like a city slicker and like, yeah. oh, I, I hope he doesn't get shit on his shoes. He'll hate yeah. that. And so the fact that he came over because he just knew that his city slicker grandson wouldn't be able to fix anything in the house. And of course he has to come do it. Yes. Is hilarious to me. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, There's so many layers to that. Anyway. There are. Yeah. So by the end of dinner, Jas kind of breaks down and he's like, I didn't say I don't want to come. I have been saying I can't. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, please break that down for us because it doesn't make any sense. And so he tells them about his a little bit more about his time in Iraq and like like the shit that happened with Maguire wasn't the only shit he saw. And the the crowds and the fireworks or a car backfiring, all of that puts him back into a fight or flight. I'm in Iraq. I have to survive situation. And he, yes. he just can't. So by by the end of it, his grandpa's like, if I were to make accommodations for you, would you come? And he's like, I will think about it. Yeah. Is all I can give you right now. But I will do a big think on it and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then throughout that conversation, too, they talk about Hardeep and the grandpa's perspective is very like, I am this farm. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't mad about you enlisting, didn't love it, but I was not mad about it. What I was mad about is that you got injured and you didn't come home. You didn't come home to your family who would take care of you. You didn't come home to this land that would nourish you. You went off to this guy who has a tangential, quasi sordid relationship with our family and he yeah. took care of you. Yeah. And Jess is like, I wasn't. I wasn't rejecting you. It's just that I couldn't be so changed and come back to this place that I loved that was the same and different in ways I couldn't understand anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it it pointed out to me everything I missed while I was gone. And it pointed out to me how different I was that I couldn't connect with the things that were the same still. And so the grandpa finally realizes that, like, it wasn't a giant rejection of him and his legacy. And then the other thing we find out is that all throughout this, Bikram has been like, you're the heir. Yeah, Bikram is a stepbrother, technically. Yes. And, like, he's the foreman. He works the place. He yeah. loves the place. You know, everything about, like, this this land is in his blood, no matter what his blood is. Mm-hmm. But everybody is under the assumption that because he's not a biological grandson, that he won't be in line to inherit the farm. And so Jas looks at him and he's like, you have an heir. Like, Bikram is sitting right here. You have the perfect heir. And he's like, yeah, of course I do. But what man wouldn't want two heirs? <laughs> yeah, it's too much work for one person. Yeah. He says, I wouldn't be able to run this farm without Bikram. And so I want both of you. Like, both of you are inheriting it 50-50. And so Bikram is just sitting there being like, oh, my God. My life is totally different than I thought it was. Yeah. It's so sweet. Oh, my God. Yes. So anyway, basically, after that, they do more sex stuff. 
Yeah. But he's- oh, they do find oh, yeah. Doodle's family. Oh, that's right. And Jazz says he'll pay them 5K. And then he says, no, 10K so that we can keep her. <laughs> um, and Bigram's like, I feel like you don't really, you're not a great business person. No. That's a lot. So like, we'll give her like 500 for a rehoming fee. And they do, and it's fine. And they get to keep Doodle. Yeah, and he's like, are you sure what what happens if they don't take it? Like, I am not parting that dog from Katrina or yeah. Katrina from that dog. And he's like, they're going to be elated for yeah. $500 and a dog they don't have to feed anymore. Like, yeah. cool it, dude. And he's like, give him the moon. I don't <laughs> like it's so funny. OK, so then they do more sex stuff, but yeah. it's not penetration. No, because we as, have no condoms. Right. And he's like, I don't know if we'll ever do more if you keep calling it penetration. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. She goes down on him for the first time and he's like, it's awkward and sometimes it's bad and sometimes it hurts. But oh my God, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's both of their first blowjobs. Yeah. Which made it so much cuter. It really I feel like did. it really did. He's like, she's enthusiastic about it. And my penis is in her mouth. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> what more do I need? <laughs> so, OK, then we find out that her dad has figured out who she was. She is hashtag cute cafe girl. Yeah. And he's calling around to all of her old contacts trying to find her because he's going to blackmail her. Yeah. So she calls him back and he's like, I just want to know how much you value your privacy because I would love to keep your secret. I would love to. She's like, you're blackmailing me. And he says, no, 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 no. I'm I'm not going to tell you how much your privacy is worth. But if you wanted to give me a gift as a gesture of goodwill, then we could definitely come to an agreement. So, so sneaky. So fucked. Oh, this guy. So she decides... That she's done with this. Yes. She's fucking done. She's done running. She's done having other people be the intermediary. And she's like, I'm going to end this once and for all. I'm going to make a statement. And then I'm going to quietly take care of my dad. And nobody's going to know about it. Like, not even Jess. I'm not telling Jess yet. She has had plans and plans and more plans of how she would deal with this if it ever happened. Mm -hmm. When she was younger, it did involve... Stepping on his neck with a stiletto mm-hmm. until he begged to let her up, and then and then she's like, "And now I'm a grown up, yes. so I have much more realistic notions of how I will deal with this." Yeah. <laughs> so they go back down. Jas is, oh my god, I'm so sorry. No, first she comes out, and he has figured out that Doodle can do tricks, and oh, then. Yeah. He's also laid out all the food, all the leftovers they've had in the fridge on the counter. And he's like, I thought we could have a smorgasbord and just like do mm-hmm. a leftovers day. And she nearly throws up and runs out of the house. Yes. And so he's like, oh, my God, are you sick? What's happening? And she finally tells him some things that she's never told anyone, including that her dad would use food as like, a lure and a punishment for to get her to do things that he wanted mm-hmm. her to. So he would lay out a bunch of different dishes and tell her to do things like run or practice singing or do whatever. Smile for an hour. Smile for an hour. Oh, my God. And if she did do it, she could pick one thing to eat. 
And if she did not perform up to his standards, he would take a dish away. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, no matter what she did, she would not perform to his standards because he wanted to keep her very thin for modeling. Yes. And it's fucked. Disgusting. So, yeah. So he's like, oh, my God, that is beyond abusive. Like, he hugs her and he's like, I just wanted to give you a break. Like, you're always cooking for me. Yeah. And I just thought it would be really fun. And <laughs> So then she tells him that they're going to go down. She tells him the plan. It's all good. She doesn't tell him the whole plan. For sure not. (laughs) That becomes a problem. Oh, and she's also been, like, sort of spinning on the fact that, like, she didn't know any of the things that he divulged at dinner. Yeah. One of the things he said was that coming back to the farm hurts him because of the, you know, weird feelings Mm -hmm. he has about it now that he's different. And she's, like, she's thinking to herself, like, he said it hurts him, and yet he did it for me. Like, what else is he doing for me and only for me and maybe to his detriment? Like, she can't get him to tell her yeah. what his fucking favorite breakfast food is. Yeah, he won't tell her what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he needs, how he's feeling. Mm-mm. And when he does, she figures out that he only likes waffles because she likes making them. <laughs> yeah. And then she finds out that he's not even a breakfast person at no. all. No, he's only been eating breakfast. Every day for the last, what, nine years, yeah. she cooks it for him. <laughs> oh, my God. So she's like, I could have been coercing him this whole time. Like, she's spinning, but she's doing yes. it very quietly. Yes. So they go back to L.A., and Kat gives Mona, the cafe owner, a statement to read on Good Morning America. It's not the best time slot, but it's, you know, it's something. It's what they have. So she goes on, and she reads it. And it's very well-spoken, I feel like. And it's basically, you know, my privacy. I would like it respected. There's a reason that I haven't come forward and all of that. And then, of course, Mona adds on her own little. Oh, my God. She's the nicest person. You leave her alone type of statement. Uh Uh-huh. And and if anybody doesn't, you can kiss my beep. Oh, yeah. Good Morning Live does. Um, But the other thing that I thought was really... I don't know. I wouldn't have been able to do this. I would have been like, I I don't know. I think I would have tried to read these fuckers, the riot act in like the most polite way possible. Yeah. And she does. She does it in a kind way. Like instead of being like these assholes lied about everything, which is what I would try to do without saying asshole. Mm -hmm. um, She is like, most of this is fictionalized. And, like, she never actually, because she doesn't want everybody to, like, go and mob them yeah. about their Yeah, she doesn't actions. want them getting canceled. She's just trying to bring into people's attention of, like, hey, let's consider people's privacy when it comes right. to these things and how it affects right. their life. Yeah. So she still makes sure she negates the narrative that mm-hmm. has been out there, but she does it in such a kind, gentle way that it was just really lovely. And everybody agrees. Yes. So then Jas like gives her a hug and gives her a kiss. And the roommates do see this. And they're like, woot, woot. They've had bets on it. Yep. They have a money bet, a cash bet. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Gia wins. Yes. And then she's like, hey, Jas, um, I just need a quick ride to the cafe. And he goes, what are you? You 
right after? Like, don't you think a bunch of people are going to be there? And she's uh-huh. like, listen, it's fine. We're just going to go into the office. I'm not, you know, it's fine. So then they get there and he finds out that she well, is there. Mona gives oh, her yeah. a key so that she can come by right. whenever she wants because, you know, until everything dies down, she's not going to want to be in public. So she can come by whenever she wants now, which I thought was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, because Mona loves her. Yes. And as her. As she's stepping out of the car, she finally answers Jess's question of what are we doing here? And she's like, we're meeting my dad. So he can't drive off with her or anything. She's already out. Oh, you're right. <gasps> that that Wiley Minx. I didn't even notice that. You're totally right. And he's like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Like, this is a security risk, if nothing else. I don't know who the fuck is here. I don't have extra guys around. Like, what mm-hmm. What are we going to, what is he going to, what if he attacks you? And she's like, oh, no, he was, he never did physical stuff. It was all emotional and, yeah. you know, mental abuse. Yeah. And Jazz is fucking livid. He is. Not only because security, but also, like, how could you not tell me this thing? Yeah. If I'm an important person in your life, you know? Yes. And she's like, I didn't want anybody to try to talk me out of it. So he bottles it down and he backs her up and he stands behind her and Doodle is there. And she's sitting behind the desk and her smug, arrogant father walks in. Yeah. And he tries to be like, you've made so much out of the nest egg I left you. Oh, yeah. Wow. Great job. Did, did Hardeep leave you the property you own here? And she's like, no, he didn't. I bought it with my money. (laughs) So then he is like, he's trying to control the situation. Yeah. He's trying to be like an all like, I'm such a good dad. Like we have such a great relationship. How are you? It's so nice to see you after all these years. And she's like, Mm -hmm. cut the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, will we know why you're here? It's great. So she tells him to sit. And then she's like, you've made a pretty nice life for yourself up in Vancouver. Like, you know, you even have a girlfriend. <laughs> like, poor her. Right. And he says, oh, you've been watching me? And she's like, yeah, I keep tabs because you're a fucking monster. Then she's like, I need you to remember one of the games we used to play when I was younger. You remember that food game where you would lay all the food on the counter and then you would take away or give or whatever? We're going to do that with checks. Mm-hmm. So she has she has 10 checks lined up on the table. They go from 10 million on one end down to 1 million on the other end. And she says, I will give you this money as soon as you admit that you tried to blackmail me, that this is blackmail. Mm-hmm. And for every moment that you don't do that and you waste my time, I take a check and I rip it up. Yes. And she's going to record his confession. Yeah, she shows him her phone recording. And she's yeah. like, go ahead. And he's like, I'm not going to do ha, th- nothing like that happened. And she takes the check and she rips up the 10 million. She's like, uh-huh. it's down to 9 million now. And they do this all the way down until he finally relents at 4 million. Yeah. And he yells at her at some point oh, within this. Yes. He raises his voice and doodle growls and cat. Is like, oh, she's a big dog. And like, I can see maybe she's scary. And so she goes to correct her, uh-huh. but she only gets the D out, like, duh. And Jazz uh-huh. talks over her and he calls her duh, quiet. <gasps> he renames Death her because Doodle's not scary. No, no. So no. he had to give her a different name, which it's I thought was so funny. Fun. He's like, I really had to think fast on that one. Yes. So good. <laughs> 
and and he's like, you will not speak to her like that again, mm-hmm. both because of the dog and because of yeah. me. Death and so, I don't like that. Uh-uh. So he's down to $4 million. She also has him, like, sign an, a written affidavit to everything mm-hmm. he said. And then she's like, okay, fuck off. If you ever try to out me to the public, everybody's going to find out about your history, too, mm-hmm. and how you're one of the biggest reasons I am anonymous. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever gone viral before, but it sucks. Yeah. And, like, you don't want this. And I'll also go to the police with the recording and the affidavit. So he's toast. He's done for. And that doesn't keep Jazz from, like, running him into a door jam on the, yeah. <laughs> on the way out, <laughs> tripping him down the stairs. Yeah, it's he great. Annexed- Stanley whoopsies roughs him up a little bit oh I feel so bad he says but he says if you do this like all of that's gonna happen but more than that I will personally kill you yes if you ever come near her again yes and doodles there to back him up fuck yeah she helps escort him out yeah and then this motherfucker drives away in his brand new Ferrari right what the fuck this guy. Oh, and Jazz steals his watch. His very, very expensive watch. He gives it to Ken. Yeah. It's a submariner, which I didn't know was a thing. I didn't either. <gasps> oh, my God. Also, I was today years old, or like when I read this book years old, when I found out that prunes are dried plums. Really? I don't know why I never th- I never thought about it before. I don't. Like, I would... <clears throat> Like, I knew they were dried something, obviously, somewhere in my brain. Yeah. But I've never thought about it. They're plums. I had no idea. They are. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. I learned that today because of farm times during this book. They're plum raisins. (laughs) Yes. Does it it say that on the package? Now that you said that out loud, that sounds like a familiar phrase. Oh, no. I don't know. I was just associating, you know, like grapes yeah, and totally. raisins. So they do the same thing. Man, if it, if, listener, you can be honest with me. Heaving Bosoms Podcast at gmail.com. If, plum, if prunes often have plum raisins on the packaging, let me know and be kind when you do so. <laughs> she needs to know. <laughs> I do. Fuck. Okay. So then they get in a fight because he's like, that was fucked. You can't yeah. do that again. Yeah. And then for some reason, she's like, I don't even know what you like for breakfast. Yeah. You don't tell me. It's no, it's you. You can't not tell me things. And she says, that's hilarious coming from you because I know yeah. nothing about you. You don't tell me anything. Yes. So during this, he gets a text that his grandfather is deathly ill. Yes. And he has to go back to NorCal as soon as possible. Yes. Hi, Cal. I think is what we have to call <laughs> High it today. High Cal. High Cal and Low Cal. He gets on a flight to High Cal to yeah. see him in the hospital. <laughs> and it's a total ruse. It Ooh. is. Grandpa's faking it. The nurses are in on it. He's peeing everybody. <gasps> Grandpa does a fake little, <laughs> I'm sick. <clears throat> yeah. He's still got the ruddy complexion of an incredibly healthy man. Uh-huh. A robust man. Yep. And he's so mad at him. The whole family's in on it, too. Mom, yeah. stepdad, brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So finally, they, like, all sit down, including the stepdad. And they're talking about things. And, and the stepdad's like, you really just got to come clean, you know? Like, just tell him what's really going on. 
And he says, I was worried you'd never come back. Not only for my ceremony, but just like generally, I was worried you'd never come back. So I thought this would force you to come back. And I was right. Hello. Yes. You're sitting and he's here. He's going to pretend to be as sick or sick for as long as he needed to for the ceremony that was in a couple of weeks, I think. So he stayed until then. Uh-huh. He's taking up an entire hospital room. Yeah. For this ruse. And he was going to do it until that ceremony. It's he so, was. Oh, my God. So then he's like, listen, I've done all the things. I've gotten you some noise-canceling headphones. I got it so that you can watch the ceremony from backstage. If like I've got a car waiting so that you can mm-hmm. nope out at any point. If you decide that you actually can't do it, then we'll just come back to the house and we'll have a family party. And like I feel yes. like any of those things, if that works, you could still come. Yes. And he's like, I can do that. Sure. That's very, thank you. I mm-hmm. will do that. But then they start texting. And the gals, her roommates, are, like, on her end being, like, have you talked to him at all? Like, you should text him. Yeah. She's like, well, we're kind of in a fight. And so then we get this whole scene with the roommates coaching her. Yeah. And the the dad and the grandpa coaching him. Yeah. On what to say to each other. At one point, the stepdad says, like. Well, she starts with, how's peach? Peach emoji. How's the peach emoji? Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? What does this mean? I don't have a peach. She's also like three scotches in. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then the grandpa's like, I even know that that means but. Yeah. Kat does not know that that is what that means, though. She's oblivious as well. She yeah. was referring to grandpa as peach. As the peach. You know, the prince of the peaches. peaches. Yeah. Yeah. And so then then he's like, so then she, she like furiously types again. And she's like, I meant grandpa. Peach yeah. meant grandpa. Yeah. And the grandpa goes, wait, she was thinking about my butt? <laughs> <laughs> so then finally he just says I miss you mm-hmm. and Rhiannon in true Rhiannon form from the first book is like well now that he has been vulnerable you can be equally but not more vulnerable yes. and so she says like like hurry up and come home yeah. I miss you too and then the grandpa tries to tell him what to say, and the stepdad goes, just let the boy say what's in his heart. Yeah, yeah. It's so cute. And then he does type out and delete, and then type out and delete, and then type out and send. I love you. Yes. I always have. I always have. And then she responds with, I love you too. Now seriously, hurry home. Yes. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. And then he does. He says, Grandpa, if you can do all this bullshit for a ruse, you must have a pilot in your back pocket. I need a flight home tonight. Get me home, please. Yeah. So he does. She does nearly brain him in the face with some sort of weapon because she wasn't expecting him. No, because she's asleep. He sneaks into her bedroom because that was one of the fantasies she had. Yeah. She told him was him coming through her window. Yeah. And waking her up. Yeah. He doesn't do that. No. He, like, goes to the door. But then he's like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't do that fantasy thing. She's like, we could now, though. Yeah. And he's like, okay, go lay down. Be asleep. She's like. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying so hard to be asleep. It's really cute. And then she says, please tell me that you figured out a way to stop by a pharmacy. Yeah. On your way home today. And he said, oh, yeah, I got so many rubbers. I made a rubber. But he does it more sexier, yes. the way that Alicia Rye would do it, yes. and not the way I would. Yes, we have condoms. We have a lot of condoms. 
Mm-hmm. And they're ready to use them. Yeah. And they do. And mm-hmm. then I feel like something really, there was like a callback as the last line that was really sweet. But now I can't remember what it was. And they're together forever now. Yeah. Oh, she kisses his eyebrows. She, mm. he, she's like, can I do this thing I've always wanted to do? And he's like, sure. And so she kisses his eyebrows and then smooths them out. And yeah. he's like, weird, but okay. <laughs> it's so cute. Weird, but I'll go with it. Yeah. And they're just yeah. the best perfect couple and they're together yes. forever. Oh, and he's realized he has PTSD. He's quitting. He's quitting. Although I think he's still going to do all the things he's doing. She's just not going to pay him anymore. But he's going to get resources and like go to therapy and stuff. Yeah. And then he's probably going to end up working for the CTE Foundation, but not on the sports end. They're going to start a a veteran area. And it's fantastic. Oh, also, he does tell Lorna that he can't be part of the news part of it. Yeah. And... Up until this point, he's been thinking, like, I have to have her back. And instead, she turns it on him and she says, I completely understand that. You had my back that day. I will have yours now. And I will keep everybody away from you as much as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. He's just realizing that he actually does have community and, like, they're going to get drinks now. And everything's great. It is. It's so cute. Wow. What a great book. Yes. I really enjoyed it. They were very cute. There were a lot of really cute moments. Yeah. And I liked, well, part of me really, really liked how they were both completely oblivious to each other's feelings, even though it was very obvious to the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And then the annoyed part of me came in with like, just talk to each other. Just talk. Stop making assumptions. But I get it. That's hard. It is. It is. Absolutely. How did it hold up from a social media expert standpoint? It took some liberties. I mean, we've seen like, you know, the stories of like, oh, so-and-so, me cute, tweet, it goes viral. Maybe DMA will mention it. But like, it dies down pretty quick. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that was a little bit blown out of proportion of like how big it would get and how involved people would be. But, you know, it's part of the plot. Yeah, But I did think it was very uh, realistic where Ross is trying to capitalize on it because he's he's live streaming. He's not answering directly if they're together or not. Um, He's got a lot of winking. Yeah. He's like very cutely avoiding it. But then he's also now promoting. What is he promoting? Like some kind of fitness company, I think. Yeah. Whatever he's he's, doing. He's trying to do a thing. Becca now has some book deals, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that all felt very accurate absolutely yeah 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 Yeah, I thought so too and I thought it was really smart to have Mona read the statement from her cafe in like branded gear Katrina wanted her to like wear all her stuff to be sure to benefit somehow you know yes yeah I don't know I really liked it I did it was cute man I was ready for some serious hot takes after what you said about your negative reaction. Well, as but. I was like, as we were talking through it, I was like, okay, yeah. I guess it makes sense in the moment. But I think I was, <laughs> I was just really annoyed in that they both really liked each other. And it yeah. was obvious in the way that they were interacting. And like, they're very much a couple before they even realize they're a couple. Absolutely. And like, 
I just felt like them explaining away things that you really couldn't explain away except for, oh, it's because this person likes me. Mm-hmm. I just except I, I've definitely got, done it. Really, I've I got, definitely like, been that person. Oh, I've had too much of it. I was like, I can't. I can't. This is obvious now. Like you two That's are fair. very smart people. Yeah. She has made investments. She's like very good at that. She's very logical. She uses mm-hmm. spreadsheets, which is my love language. Like, mm. yes, she's inexperienced, but like, I feel like she would pick up on things. Totally. totally. And then he's also very smart. Yeah. Like he reads people. Like that's his job is to read people. That's true. And he's been that's in love with her true. from the start, basically. Yeah, he was. And so I just, I don't know. I guess there wouldn't be a book. If there wasn't like, you know, (laughs) them not figuring each other out. But yeah, I think one of the reasons that that didn't bother me as much is just the way that they did fall into their relationship so naturally when it happened. You know, I felt like the if there had been more back and forth once they had kissed, then I would have been just supremely annoyed. But yeah. the way that they were just like, oh, no, we know each other. Like, we, this is, this is an easy pivot, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, it was well, basically I, your room or mine. And the yeah. biggest, <laughs> the biggest variable was where is the dog? We'll go to the other place. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, and Doodle does come home with her. Yeah. They are not down 10K. Uh, no. So that's, I guess, good. <laughs> Although, considering how rich Kat is, it's probably like a drop in the bucket anyway. She would not notice it at all. That could be a lunch. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. We got to do lady loves. Shit. Okay. My lady love is, uh, man, I finally got roped in. There's a new yoga studio that's like almost within walking or jogging distance of my house. And they did a very smart promotion where they did a a single month for like nearly zero dollars. Like it's it's forty four dollars for an entire month for your intro. And uh, it's so smart because I did it and then I've gone to yoga five days in a row and I think I'm addicted now. And I've been putting it off because... I don't know. Studios like that in particular always feel like, oh, my God, I'm spending so much money. You know, mm-hmm. like I should get the app in order to do it at home and like sure. blah, da, 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 da. And so I try that. But then I fall off after a single day and yeah. it never happens. So I don't know. Turns out if you go like 20 times a month, it's not very much per class. <laughs> It's like, no, it's like five bones a class. And at that point, it's totally worth it. So my lady love is do the thing that's actually going to get you to achieve what you want, you know, because it feels so much better. Yeah. It's worth the investment. It is. Will it make you happy? Yeah. Yeah. Will it make you happy? Will it make your life better? If so, how much is that worth to you? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that's my lady love. I I, love I joined a yoga studio. I did my first hot class. I had to lay down in the middle of it because they were doing a metric fuck ton of standing poses and I started seeing black spots. No. And so I was like, oh, okay, we're going to melt down to yeah. the mat and we're going to hang for a minute and then rejoin later. And I did. And it was great. But I'm excited. I think I might be a hot yoga person now. 
Good for know. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lady love. Okay. So my sisters and I are all spread out across the states. And so <laughs> what we do is every Sunday night, we'll FaceTime each other and we'll watch a key drama episode together. Like fun. And talk about it back and forth. And I, it's it's been really special. We've been doing it for since the pandemic. And nice. like we've gone through multiple shows and it's just been a really nice way to bond. And it's like become our thing. Every Sunday at eight o'clock, we watch a K-drama, we laugh, we discuss the plot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just become a thing. And it's been amazing. So if you have friends that are far away, mm-hmm. maybe you could have a schedule, consume something that you all love. Yeah. You can have some laughs. It's like the highlight of my week. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, I'll do that with a few friends. Like last week, a couple of friends and I watched Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. And it was like I watched it with Michael and that was a wonderful experience. But then two of us had seen it before and one of us hadn't. Mm -hmm. And so the other one who had seen it before, we both started picking up on a ton of stuff that we didn't Uh see and like connections and things that were so obvious after watching it through one time. And so our minds were blown in a totally different way. And then the, the, uh, yeah, I was, it was great. So yeah. I'll have to rewatch it. You should. I've seen it once. You should. It might've extra blown my mind because I did have a small edible. However, (laughs) I think I would have been (laughs) equally impressed otherwise, but just maybe less effusive. Got it. Well, I'll let you know. I'll rewatch it. Yeah, please do. Please do. Okay. You have a podcast and you have to tell everybody where to find you online. Yes. Uh, So I have a podcast. It's Social Media Manager Confidential. And it's basically Mm -hmm. me and a bunch of other social media managers talking about like the reality of running your own social media management business. And we're not gatekeeping. We're talking about strategies, clients, money, all of the things that a lot of people wish people were more open about. So we're very transparent and it's very, you know, kind of like this. We're just casually chatting about whatever. Then um, you can find me at Sugar Punch Marketing. Instagram is like my go-to, but I'm also on the other places. But find me on Instagram first and you can find all my resources and freebies and links and links to the podcast and all that. Nice. Awesome. All right. So we got to come up with a keep being a badass. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love sexy eyebrows. Oh my gosh. Just going nuts over those eyebrows. Yes. You got to smooth them. You got to kiss them. You got to watch them go different places on the forehead. Mm-hmm. So expressive. Oh, the, I mean, maybe the eyebrows are the window to the soul. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she's onto something. <laughs> I think she might be. A good set of strapping eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs>